And we're on. We are on. Woo! I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. Look at this. First of November, I'm doing a cast. Look at this. This is just highly unorthodox. Um, as soon as I can... Let's see here. I got Daniel Wilson joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Hambo. This is the Ham Palace. We're doing it live. And uh, he'll be returning here. He's coming back to discuss his journey to Jordan. And uh, all of the details that he, all of the interesting things that he learned and uh, farming, growing food and developing a self-sufficient, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, um, uh, food farm. And I'm, I'm very interested uh, to see what he has to say about that. He was gone for a whole month um, to a whole new country that's very dynamically different from Minnesota. And... Uh, He's just currently in Sedona because now he, he was, he's just recently moved and he's closer to uh, his spiritual homeland, I think, <laughs> Sedona. And uh, I believe Sedona, Arizona, I believe. And we'll see what he has to say about that. It's a magical place full of wonder and uh, supernatural vibes, apparently. Um, um, but in the meantime, I hope you all enjoyed my uh, Halloween special. I, I had fun doing it. I think, I think the audio came out, uh, fairly well. Hopefully the audio comes out on this one. Good too. I'm using my, my, uh, blue Yeti. I figure it's been a while. It needs to get some usage again. And, uh. Yeah, we have D-Don um, in the secretary's office coming Hello? in through the door. Here he is. D-Don, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh-oh, hold on. We're having technical difficulties. Hold on. Hello? Testing one, two. Hello. Yep. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, great. How do I sound? How do you sound? Uh, you sound crisp and pure. Oh, <laughs> if only, if only my uh, I, I was crisp. It, you know, inside crisp and pure. I, maybe there's some parts <laughs> that are still pure. I don't know. Um, glad to have you back. You sound good. Thanks, bro. Mm hmm. It's good to be back. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, man. So how was uh, how was Jordan? You walk, you know, walk us through this. Um, Jordan was epic. It was unforgettable. Um, definitely wild, strange, totally foreign to me. Um. Like I said, the good, bad, and ugly. I mean, it definitely wasn't perfect. And, uh, but not, I never felt it, it, that has nothing to do with the people. I never had a, I really never had one bad encounter with anybody. The people were just amazing. I met a few friends that I'm sure I'll be friends with for life. That's great. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if I can get into the weeds, if you want it, well, we can go there if, if you want, if, however you feel comfortable, if there's some things that you don't want to talk about or if you want to use code nope. <laughs> or a metaphor or something like you're welcome to, it's totally up to you. I'm not going to push either way. No, I'll, uh, I got nothing to hide on this one. This, 
it's just it was a full month so there's a lot to unpack yeah so um yeah a lot happens in a month flew into amon so amon jordan is the hold on a second all right technical difficulties hold on okay you hear me now yep okay sorry i was just doing something with the headphones there my apologies um okay so you wanna you wanna walk us through like day one yeah i'll I'll give you the beginning middle and end how about that yeah sure sure Um, sounds great flew into amman which is the major city uh i think it's like four million people and I was there for a couple days before getting a ride down to the Dead Sea Valley into a place, an area called South Shuna. And it was, it's about 10 minute drive to the West Bank, Palestine. Mm-hmm. Super hot, dry, completely arid. And, um, rough 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 land rough territory um that's where the class was it was in that area of south shuna near a town called joafa i think i'm saying it right but like so in amman amman is uh, a pretty modern city pretty modern city especially on the second time i went it was we went to a really modern area um and that's really easy to get around with especially with no arabic i was practicing arabic so i know a little bit but Mm -hmm. not enough overall yeah um but in amman you can get a you can get around no problem uh with english okay even if you're dealing with someone with like some, maybe a taxi car doesn't speak English, you can still use your your iPhone and show them. And most of them know the numbers. So like when it comes to amounts, you can, you know, mm-hmm. three, four JD or whatever it is. They use uh, their, their currency is called the Jordanian dinar. And it's stronger than the U.S. dollar. So, no every, kidding. Yep, every dollar, every Jordanian dinar is worth right now worth one point four uh, U.S. dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's a big difference. That's crazy. So, it, you got to remember stuff like. Stuff is still pretty cheap there, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Overall. But, um, so you can still get a lot. You can still get a lot. It just, you got to remember the currency is stronger. So doing math inside your head isn't always easy. Um, but overall, I think it was cheaper. So, okay. yeah. So you first uh, the first day you settle in, settle in. I was there for two days. Long flight, twelve hours. Um, I had to fly into. I don't know if you saw my video about the burger place in Chicago, but I went to Chicago. Went to Chicago for a, a night, yeah. and then and then hopped on a plane straight to Amman. A little over twelve hours, and I. I I had some serious jet lag. I got a hotel, I got an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, I could have crashed. I, I had the opportunity to crash, but a friend I made there, he said he was going to take me out that night and we're going to walk around downtown. We're going to get some dinner. And so I just, I couldn't say no. And I'm certainly glad I did it. But 
when I got back, I just could not sleep. So I missed my opportunity to sleep. I could have slept at like seven. I had the opportunity to crash hard, mm-hmm. but I pushed past it. And then I went out. And then when I got home, I was just completely wired. And there was no way I could sleep. <sighs> so when I finally did get to sleep, um, every morning, and it, I think the times vary, but the first call to prayer came it was probably around 5 30 a.m and the the microphone or the speaker was like right outside my hotel so this was the first time i've ever experienced this the call to prayer and it's very beautiful i mean i i i'm not complaining other than the fact that I, it was the cause I, I like jumped out of bed, you know, there's no way you're sleeping through that. <laughs> and, um, so I had like three days straight, right. When I got there, the first three days, I think I have a total of five hours of sleep. Like my sleep schedule got so effed up. And then I, the second mistake I made the second day was like, I went out with the same guys, super cool friends for life. Can't, I'm can't express my gratitude towards Mohanad. His name is Mohanad and his friends. He introduced me to, they were amazing. Uh, I hope I see him again. They were nothing but hospitable and kind and, and totally awesome. Great. But they took me out for coffee. And I ordered a decaf because I knew I had to get sleep and I didn't want to be rude and not order anything. So I was like a decaf. Well, I had two of them just because we sat there for a while. I'm absolutely sure that was not decaf. That There's no way that was decaf because by the time I got home on that second night, I was just like wired. I was, it was like math, dude. Um, oh, boy. So my sleep was just all effed up, you know? Wow. Yep. And it took like, it really did take like four days. And then finally, after I got to our final house that we rented from Mohanad, I slept one night, like 12 hours. I slept 12 hours and it was just like, okay, boom. I was back. You know, it was like, I remember the feeling waking up. I went to bed right after class. It was like six o'clock PM. And then I woke up at around six o'clock the next morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of how it all started. Then I did the course. I did two courses, a permaculture design course, and then a practical (laughs) course where we actually did hands-on stuff. All that was great stuff. Learned a bunch. Um, but again, that area is really rough climate wise. Mm-hmm. And we were there at a time when it was about to be winter. So all of the, it was like a farming community and all the farmers, they bring in manure to their property and they put manure on their property. So the result of that was like the most flies you've ever seen. flies everywhere so flies the flies were the big the big obstacle because like they were you had flies landing on you all day any open skin flies and like it was so hot that you're sweating so you're constantly sweating and the salt and the flies just love that so you're sweaty you're sticky and you got flies all over you then boom the mosquitoes there's these mosquitoes i think they're called tiger mosquitoes oh, no white stripes these things there's not they're not everywhere but they get you and i've got still so many scabs they were it's so itchy their bite is so itchy that it was just uh it was tough man so with that said that was really tough 
that's, even so with that, lotions, that's all the negative. You get calamine lotions and no. stuff like that for yourself. Nope. None of that. We just <laughs> suffered it. Um, yeah, I'm uh, just going over the hardcore stuff first, but like, I don't want to make it sound like this is the gist of it. Then, um, about week two, I took a bus to Petra and with 15 other people, we went to Wadi Rum Petra. Super cool. Even though we, we only stayed one night. I wish I would have stayed two nights because it was such a long drive for just one night. Mm-hmm. How many hours was it? I think 10 total there and back. And um, like the next day I had a cold, a sinus, a sinus uh, problem, a sinus, little Mm -hmm. sinus. I don't want to say infection, but something was fucked up in my, excuse me, the French. My something was messed up in my sinuses. And I just had to sleep that off. And then like two days later, at that time when I had this little sinus thing going on, head cold, diarrhea was just ripping through the classmates. There was 40 people in this class and, and they, like, they were dropping like flies. Um, and Anthony got it, mm-hmm. this stomach thing. And so yeah. something was going through through the class. Like we don't know what was the common denominator. Um, we think maybe the water. That's what people think, but it's tough to say. So I had a sinus, like a head cold, while other people were having this stomach thing. And I was like, well, at, the sinus thing cleared up right away. Two days, I was like, all right, I'm all right. That, that wasn't that bad. I, it could have been way worse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, and then I'm like, well, just thank God I, I missed the, the Montezuma revenge as it was being called. Uh, well, like three days later, boom, I get hit with it. Mm-hmm. And so I first half of the week was sinus infection. Second half of the week was diarrhea running to the toilet, just you know, hmm. not just diarrhea. It was like some going on in my stomach, and it was really weird. I was exhausted. I had to sleep. I was tired. Wow. A little bit of nausea, but I went. I never like felt like I had to throw up or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just. It's just a weird. It was just a weird thing, dude. Just a weird thing. So that that was like two weeks in. And, you know, that kind of like that tired me out because the conditions in that area were already hard and I was just away from home and I didn't have a car and it was just, I was way out. It was, I was in a foreign environment to me. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So got through it. And then that's when I made the decision to book a new flight home earlier so I was originally going to go a month and a half. I just did a month because okay. I had I enough. A I got, anyway. Yeah, a month. So I, I got sick halfway through the month and I was like, all right, I can do this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to finish the two months. So we had two more weeks and that next weekend we rented a car and we went to hot springs and we went to Wadi Mujib. It's it's like a canyon. And I'm going to put out a video on this. But All it's right. this canyon where you're walking up a river. And you're like floating and swimming. And so that second weekend, everything got better. We just had an epic time that second weekend. Or that, sec- that third weekend. And then the fourth weekend, we went back to Amman, and we just kind of hung out with each other, and we everyone said their good, goodbyes, basically. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, in a nutshell, that was it. I I'm gonna do a podcast where I break down like everything I learned in the course. Okay, it would be a four hour thing if I did it. Um, yeah. But it was permaculture and for dry lands. Well, the, the permaculture design course was 
the standard permaculture design course. Anyone taking a permaculture design course, it's all based off the same textbook by Bill Mollison, and they're all the. It had nothing to do with greening the desert. It was just a standard permaculture design course that happened to be in a classroom at this greening the desert site. You could do that course without going to Jordan. And you might even have a better time because you could do the online course. And I'm, a, I'm in favor of it. I'm not, I'm just talking about how hard the conditions were. Yeah. Um, but I still completely support. And I don't regret anything, by the way. I'm just, it was difficult. Um, but I would say if you're going to do a permaculture design certificate course, consider doing it online or just going some, you know, maybe you don't need to go to South Shuna to do this thing. Um, just because it's all classroom. So there's no reason to fly anywhere for it. You can do it all online. Yeah. And you can even have a better experience online because you can rewatch the videos. You can hit pause. You can do it on your own timeline. Yeah. You know, so maybe you don't get to ask questions and get immediate feedback like what you get in a classroom. So that was the benefit of right. being in a classroom. You can, you can ask questions and you can get immediate feedback, but in this case, so many people were asking questions like the rest of the classmates were getting kind of frustrated with too many questions and too many comments. So mm -hmm. then it's like you have to ask yourself, I, I want to ask a question, but am I going to get grilled by people for asking the a dumb question? You know, so there's like a little bit of pressure and it's a little funky. You don't really want to ask questions at a certain point because you can feel <laughs> the tension because people yeah. are getting a little frustrated by all the questions. Not not as much yeah. as questions, but like comments that aren't relevant. Like Jeff Lawton will be talking about subject and someone will just say, I read a book about that. And it's like, well, no one cares if you Yeah, will. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so Can we just keep was, it moving here and get to the point? <laughs> exactly so that what you just said about keep it moving and get to the point like now imagine 35 people kind of whispering that under their breath right and like then we'll get to break and people will just be bitching like this guy doesn't shut up you know um just have to drink some water yeah sure yeah um so yeah that's the first course the pdc yeah the other advantage to doing it in person is you get stories and you just get little tidbits, little nuggets from, in this case, it was Jeff Lawton, just little nuggets that you wouldn't get on the online course because you're not there with him in person. Right. Um, but the, the downside to that is the course goes forward whether you catch what he's saying or not like he could write he could say something you totally don't understand what he just said and the the class goes on they're not no one's going to slow down for you because right. there's 40 other people in the class you know so if you don't understand something or you miss something or you just didn't hear it or he used, you know, they use metric system. And if you're an American, you're used to the feet and yards and you can't visualize meters and millimeters, you know? So like, it just, it, it goes over your head, right? Yeah. You can't press pause and rewind. So that's my big, you know, that's what I would just, I'd want to inform people that, are going to do this thing like consider the online course for the perma for the design course because it's all classroom no matter what so you might as well just do it online if in retrospect if i would have known what i known i might have just done the online course maybe 
Maybe. Um, you definitely would want to familiarize yourself with the content before you take the in-person course. Like the only reason you would take the in-person course is maybe you thrive in a classroom situation. I don't at all. I'm, I love the internet and I love videos and I love visual aids and I love being able to press pause and I love being able to watch a video again if I'm really interested mm -hmm. in it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Now the next two weeks, that was the practical course. That's all hands-on stuff. Not all. There was a little classroom where they would explain what we're about to do and then we would go do it that obviously you have to be there for it and i loved it other than the harsh conditions it was really cool smaller group of people rough conditions but it was kind of like where you're they're your war buddies you know we're in the trenches together so i really feel like we bonded together because we were out mm -hmm. there in the fields working together laboring making jokes and then we would eat together and it was just fun. I unforgettable. So the second two weeks for me, like were really, really special. First two weeks were great. A lot of cool stuff happened. Unfortunately, I got sick. That really changed my outlook just on the trip, if you know, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, yeah. But the, the second two weeks, I was healthy. My stomach was strong. I was drinking tap water by that point. And um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I wasn't drinking tap water. No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, I was I was less strict about what I was eating, because I had already yeah. gone, gone through it. Um, whether that's smart or not. But yeah, the second two weeks, hands on, learned a bunch of stuff, learned, got a bunch of little tidbits from Jeff Lawton had some fun conversations with me and yeah, I, I would, I would recommend the practical course. And for that, you have to go there. This one was greening the desert. So it was for arid landscapes, deserts. So if you're in a, if you're in an arid landscape, you would mm -hmm. want to do something like that. If you're not in an arid landscape, you would want to do, and you wanted to learn about your climate, you'd probably want to do something else. Because, um, again, yeah. it is a harsh condition in the Dead Sea Valley. Very few amenities. I didn't have a car, so I had to get a taxi everywhere. Right. And they just, they don't have this, you know, the, the one thing I got to give them is the mangoes. The mangoes were like nothing I've ever had. Yeah, just pure candy, just amazingly delicious mangoes. That's and, great. Yeah, we bought some mangoes here yesterday, Omina and I, and they're just like cardboard compared to the things that I was having, the Egyptian mangoes. Yeah, it's a different thing. Um, uh, I, I even remember, you know, when I was in El Centro, my dad was big into mangoes too, and he kept. He always recommended them to me that they're good for the stomach and everything, and they get they get some good properties going on in, in them. And I I liked them. I mean, it was, you know, I, maybe the ones you had were probably even better. So, um, but uh, yeah, they're kind of a unique taste. Um, what was I gonna say? So that guy Jeff, um, what did he come off as? Was he basically the same as how he came off in, in the videos that you've seen? Or was he different? Or how was he? Yeah, he he's cool. I, he, <clears throat> he's happy-go-lucky, super knowledgeable. So whatever you get him talking about, he's just spitting facts and info every time mm -hmm. he talks. So every time he talks, you shut up and listen because you're getting something good. Yeah. Um, but he's a bit of a celebrity and it's hard to get his attention because everyone's, Oh, it's Jeff Laden. Oh my God. It's Jeff. Mm -hmm. Like Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. It's, 
you know, <laughs> Jeff, you got to hear my idea, you know, Jeff, Jeff. Like, so I'm yeah. exaggerating a little, but it's, um, there's that vibe going on. Yeah. He's a celebrity and he doesn't really, he, um, he's kind of a rock star in the community. So, um, I would say he's just, he's solid because even if he's got a little bit of that celebrity vibe going, he may, he makes up for it with his knowledge. He knows so much stuff and he just spits fire whenever he talks about <laughs> stuff. Um, so it's like, it's great. It's great to be around him. It's great to see what's possible. It's great to be able to ask questions of someone like him and he knows the answer and you can count on the answer being probably right. I'm not saying he's perfect, but this is like, he's an expert. He's a true master at what he does. So like all of the negative stuff that we, that people were complaining about the site and stuff and you know, if anyone, if anyone's considering this and they want to reach out to me, I just, I don't want to, you know, it's easy. You can, you can always look at the cup half empty or half full. Um, and, and every, it's a dualistic reality. Like things, when you think, when you think something's perfect, you realize it has a dark side to it later on, right? Maybe, mm -hmm you're really attracted to something and you think it's like the solution. It's the end all solution. And then you realize there's a dark side or a shadow side to it. Right. And vice versa. Sometimes yeah. you, when you think something's dark or it's a shadow, then you realize it has a bright side to it as well. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, Definitely. Uh, I would, I would do it again. I don't know if I, if I knew what I knew, I don't know if I would do the PDC. I think I might do the PDC online uh, because I think you would, you could absorb the information better. But if you want, if you want to be around the, the, the permaculture experts and you just want to see how they carry themselves and you want to see how they talk and you want to see how they teach and you just want to see how they act, you got to do it in person. So I gained that knowledge. I had face-to-face -face time with Jeff and it was cool and I'll, I appreciate it and it was worth it, but it wasn't all easy. That's all I'm saying. And that was mostly just because I was in a completely rough climate in a very foreign environment for myself. Yeah. And I was kind of just like a fish out of water, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you've gone to some, some place where it's, I mean, besides, you know, you just moved to Arizona, but again, you know, you spent most, a big chunk of your life in Minnesota. Right. You know, and it's totally different. It's like culture, probably culture shock, you know, when you went over there a little bit. Huge, huge culture shock. Yeah. Yep. And, I just wanted uh, to wear it, you know, I just wanted to wear shorts and a tank top, but yeah. that's not really, that's kind of looked at, looked down upon, or I don't know mm -hmm. if that's the right word to say look down upon, but you just, I didn't do it. I was wearing short, long pants and, you know, long, not in t-shirts and hats, you know, just keeping myself covered, which ended up mm -hmm. being good because the flies. Yeah. But um yeah uh, so yeah the practical course was super super legit it was a little bit rough but i'd do it again i would definitely do it again and i would also he has a his main farm is in australia it's called zaytuna farm uh -huh. that's like his main farm and that's the thing that was kind of the misunderstanding is like jeff doesn't own this site and he only really shows up when it comes time to teach these courses so it's kind of run by an organization 
and it i don't know how much maintenance it gets i think it could probably get more maintenance than it does um mm -hmm. so when we got there we had like we had we got to see what it's like to get a get a under uh ma maintained project like try to bring it back up to maintained if that makes sense it wasn't it, like what you know a permaculture like, site the food uh, yeah the... growing your own food in a permaculture site requires people people to be there and work in it and maintain it and if it right. do, if you do it that way the bounty is great you make soil and you make food and you create ecosystems but if it gets neglected most of the year especially in a really rough climate then there's going to be it's going to be like anything it's going to be like your bedroom if you don't clean if you don't keep your bedroom clean every day eventually it's going to pile up and get you know you're going to have a hard time getting it clean you're going to have to get you know get spend a whole day cleaning maybe two days right so yeah. it's kind of like a situation like that where it was a little bit backed up so when we all got there uh, we had to like do some stuff just to get it up and running again, which is good. It's a good exercise to know what, like everything was a learning experience, right? And during the whole time, it's like you're talking to Jeff. He's he's giving these little sermons on the mount, and you're just if you just shut up and listen, you start learning stuff. And I I mean. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm so excited to, I'm so excited to be in Arizona now and get working with this permaculture thing and growing our own food. Cause it really is fun and learning about this stuff is fun and being outside is just so spending your time outside in nature is just so rewarding and beneficial for your mental state. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, comparing like, as hard as it was, it felt so good to not be at a computer, be out with shovels, be out right. doing you know, out in the garden. I was even shoveling chicken manure, fresh chicken manure and a, and a rotting dead rabbit. And it was terrible smelling. And I was still just grateful because mm -hmm. like, this is how food's made. You know, this is the farm. The farm is not the plastic wrapped T-bone steak on the grocery shelf. The farm You're right. is uh, what's not seen to get that food to the, to the shelf. So I just mm -hmm. appreciated the reality of it and the camaraderie and the people in the course. It was, it was great. It was really cool. Um, but again, rough. And I, I can get, you know, if anyone hears this and they want to know more about specifics because they plan on going, not I would talk about it not to throw anything under the bus, but just to help someone prepare so they kind of like what to bring, what not to bring, and how to, uh, what to, what to expect when you get to this place. Um, yeah which I adapted everyone. I, I totally adapted. And if I wouldn't have got sick, probably would, I would have probably still been there because my original ticket home was on November 12th. And so I'd probably yeah. still been there, but like, I remember I booked my ticket when I was sick. Cause I was like, I just, two weeks is too much. I, I have to get out of here. Um, so yeah, that's how it went down. And that wasn't the only reason I wanted, I missed Omina. I missed our apartment. I was excited to get started here and I, I don't regret the decision at all. I'm a hundred percent happy with my decision to leave early. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, huh? Well, okay. Well, Hey, you can live with it. No big deal. And you, you know, you made the right move. You, you listen to your instincts and the instincts exactly. are right. I'd say about 95% of the time. So, um, good job there. Um, now you also, you were there with, uh, your boy, Anthony there. Uh, mm -hmm. yep. you seem like you were, ha you guys are having a lot of fun. You know, you were dropping some videos, like you were like swimming or, or 
really clear uh, little swimming pool. And what was all that about? Yeah, that was the that was the house that we rented. Mm-hmm. The first two weeks was a nice house. Most people were mm-hmm. staying at the, the Permaculture Institute, either camping or there they could rent rooms. Okay. Which we ended up renting on the second two weeks, but we didn't rent them the first two weeks because there was none available. It was all booked. So we yeah. just rented a house nearby. It was only about a block away. And that nice. was my my new buddy Mohanad's place. And that had a pool. Yeah, right. He had just built that place. And we rented it from him for 16 days. And that was a blast, dude. It was fun. It was all fun nice. until we both got sick. Then... Then we were just like, oh, man, <laughs> laying in bed all day, just depressed, like, oh, get me out of here. I can't yeah. go anywhere because we just feel terrible. No car. Oh, sh- we got to get a cab. All right, well, hopefully he speaks some English, you know, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I will say. Well, it, it, it's an experience. Totally. Totally. But again, I want to put the emphasis on the second to the third weekend. We went to this place called Mayin Hot Springs and it's up in the mountains. You there? Yeah. Yeah. It's up in the mountains. Yeah. You got to go up like this giant mountain road to get there. And it's in a canyon and there's palm trees and waterfalls and it's just absolutely beautiful. I'm going to make a video. I got my footage, but I need to clear out my computer because my computer storage is full. So I can't do anything. Like I can't even watch videos because it's too full. It won't play properly. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm in sitting in a room right now full of boxes. I still have to unload all this stuff and Omina and I are waking up tomorrow morning renting a van and bringing the rest of our big items. So we oh, still, wow. you know, I still have to get this place that we're living up and operational. And um So in the coming months, I'm going to slowly put out that content as, you know, as fast as I yeah. can without without it being too hectic. But yeah, Mayin Hot Springs was epic. And then this thing called Wadi Mujib was just epic. Hiking up a canyon, you got to wear water. You got to wear a life jacket because, you know, there's water. Sometimes you, there's water over your head. And you're swimming and climbing, swimming and climbing. And the water is oh, just wow. like bath water or, or like yeah bath water it's so warm and nice and it was just so much fun dude it was like a water the best water park i've ever been in by far Neat. majestic just totally majestic i don't know of anything like that in the u.s i'm sure maybe there is i've just never been there it it felt kind of like uh the way Zion, the Narrows looks, but I guess the only way I can describe it is look on YouTube up Wadi Mujib uh, or wait for my video because I got GoPro, GoPro video of the whole thing. I just have to okay. edit it and put it up, put it together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this footage. Um... What's the name of the or your YouTube channel? I forgot. It's ddon.life. Just ddon.life, just like the podcast. Yeah, but when you search that, it doesn't really come up. You got to put Daniel Wilson ddon, D-D-O-N. If you search Daniel okay. Wilson and then D-D-O-N, ddon, you'll find it. Okay. And that's where I'll be putting it up. Nice. Um, yeah, dude. Looking forward to that. Well, I mean, you know, the thing about traveling and all that, you know, and a good friend of mine, uh, you know, would travel a lot and he went all over, um, to different countries and Europe and, and, 
and all that. And he always had to, you know, book all his flights. And he said it was very stressful sometimes. And yeah. uh, it, it's work. And sometimes, you know, you don't quite get the experience that you think you're going to get. Um, and, you know, it, you have to plan everything. And, you know, there's no guarantee that, you know, it's going to go exactly the way you think it is, you know, but you are guaranteed to have an experience that's going to be <laughs> and not an experience that you would get by being in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and definitely not by staying home. And I think you, you, d- you did the right thing. You needed this. You needed to do it and experience it, get out of the comfort zone. And uh, you definitely did. And everything comes at a cost. You know, if we want to grow, you know, it's we got to go through some kind of weird pay, pain uh, barrier. You know, in, in your case, it was the uncomfortableness of the, the flies and the mosquitoes and, and the, the I'm sure the heat and and all that getting sick. That was that was the, the consequence. And, and but you paid it and you, you broke through that barrier. And you're you're better. You're you're a wiser person. I think you grew a little bit there, and maybe you grew grew a lot more than you thought. And uh, you'll see the, the dividends of that uh, down the road. What do you think? Yeah, totally. And I would say on that point, Jeff is such a nature environmentally conscious person that it really it got me thinking about it and he gave me a reading list. So I've just been listening on audible. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to this book called when the rivers run dry and it's all about the water crisis across the world and how dire it is and how we're just abusing the fresh water. Yeah. And uh, it's going to run out. Yeah. Taking it for granted. And it's really, it's really making me think like, all the problems with the world it permaculture can solve it growing your own food solves a lot of problems including mental health issues mm-hmm. social issues yeah friend friendship issues because when people get together and work in the garden and then share a meal with the food they grown like you can't beat that that's family and you can't beat that so I, I kind of, I got a small taste of it and I really enjoyed it. And, oh yeah, I mean, it was an international group of people spending, I was spending a lot of time with a guy from Italy, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, um, Jordan, yeah, Lebanon, yeah. and some Canadians and then some Americans, which it's funny because it was like I spent all this time with there was a lot of Jordanians and then a lot of other, you know, other people. When I got back here, I just I felt like this Americans are just so silly. And I just I felt like this, this weird connection to Americans when I got back. I felt like, you know, we have a long way to go, but there's some that I just, you know, it feel, they feel like family, you know, even if, even if they're messed up, not saying they're all messed up. I'm just saying these, this was just a thought I was having. Like, I just felt this strange appreciation, uh, for the U S Yeah, well, you got to with see all any, its faults. Outsider, with all its right? Faults. Yeah, outside version of it. You know, coming yeah. back, you got to compare and contrast the culture. Yeah, you know, totally. It's great. It's great. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, maybe you get to see the the, the faults, and uh, maybe not not some of the faults, but some of the endearing qualities of your fellow uh um u.s uh, citizens um mm-hmm. i think you know i think there's a i think we're all kind of uh we're stuck in the, the culture and the zeitgeist over here but i think there's there's some definite self self-centeredness and there's a lot of phone addiction here and uh 
but I think if you go and you and you do stuff outside the comfort zone, if you if you go if you travel if you live different places, I think you can kind of rise above a little bit and see, and be a little bit more tuned in to what's around you and, um, and and you know I, I think you've done I mean I, I I do meditation and you know you do you do the sauna and you do the the, the ice baths I think that. It kind of taps you into another another level of um awareness you know so you, you just you're not so swept up in the um the day-to-day um hollow the surface level you know stuff that i think there's a lot of people in our country that just they're just you know they're on the surface level of what's on tv and what's on the phone and there's no deeper connection I think when you establish deeper connections with people, um, you go through something like what you went through there, and uh, you can see another level, another layer of uh, camaraderie and connection and commonalities that we're all bonded by. And I think, I think, uh, I think you see that now a little bit more maybe than you did before, or maybe not. Maybe you always knew that. You know? No, I definitely see it different now yeah i i just there's no way i could have there's no way you can see it you there's no way you can gain the perspective that i gained and other people gain from traveling anyone can gain it it's not me specifically but i gained a certain perspective by stepping outside and kind of looking at it uh from this new perspective after being in a, in a developing nation for a month and you know i because i became conditioned to that that environment i was completely normalized it was it was totally normal by the end i felt like comfortable there i felt completely comfortable walking around whereas when i first got there it was so foreign i was like looking over my shoulder all the time it just it felt like so crazy but by the end it was just like i knew how to interact and i knew how to use my little bit of Arabic and um, it felt totally normal and comfortable. So after that happened, that's when, then when you step back to the U.S., you're like, whoa, now I see. Now I can see the perspective here. I can see the difference. Um, And yeah, that's, so I love, that's like, that's probably my whole, my favorite part of the whole thing is gaining that perspective dude yeah yeah and uh the hands-on um approach and just experiencing what it's like to actually do it in 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 an extreme climate like that um that's invaluable invaluable so uh yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the footage. I'm looking looking forward to um, any audio uh, your next podcast where you you maybe go into it and you know in depth a little bit more that way. So, uh, man, and your your the Sedona thing. How often are you gonna keep going to? Are you gonna go to Sedona again in the next couple of weeks? Or are you just doing it here and there? Or what What are you doing there? Yeah, I mean, it's only now. It's only it's under two hours away. So it's kind of just like whenever we feel like going, it's just such a therapeutic place and we know how to maneuver around there. So I don't know when the next time I'll go could be, could be two days from now, you know, it could be whenever it's, it's just close enough where boom, you want to go, you go. And I, that's, I'm super excited about this. But I really like Phoenix. Just being here. Um, sunshines every day. Mountains in the backdrop. Palm trees. Mm-hmm. Good food. Good, cool restaurants. Terrible mangoes, though. I don't even know why they sell the mangoes. <laughs> Maybe it's out of season. But I'm excited to operate here and uh you're welcome anytime oh man yeah yeah man i'm uh next uh next year after this christmas stuff and this whole ordeal uh november is a big birthday month for 
the family here. My my mom, it's her birthday. It's my birthday. We just celebrated my brother's birthday in October. Uh, and my dad's birthday, even though he he's passed. But um, it's a lot of birthdays wow. going on here, man. It's uh, so I I'm really trying to stay kind of calm in November and, and uh, <laughs> to get through it. And then yeah, then we get Christmas and uh, December. So um. But yeah, for once things start, uh, you know, warming up again after the big great freeze of uh, January and February, you know, I'll uh, I'm, I'm looking at getting out and starting to do some, do some things here, you know, uh, put a little yeah. savings away for a ticket, you know, I'd be it would be fun, you know, maybe spend a, a week over there or something like that. Uh, so even if it's for half a week, at least that would be something. So. Yeah. Just hop um, on a plane, dude. Just hop mm-hmm. on and you don't have to do anything. I'll pick you up. You can crash here. No hotel bill. No car bill. Right. Yeah, man. We'll just, That's uh we'll just go see some stuff. You got you're going to have your sauna over there? Uh, or, uh, eventually. Yeah. yeah. I got it. Eventually we'll figure something out, but I don't have one yet. Um, I mean, you still are you still going to do ice baths over there? What do you think? Eventually, yeah. I'm, in no, <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just trying. I mean, once the summer comes, I'll have a. It's like this morning it was like 50 degrees, so that's not hot, right? That's right. It's not. Yeah. It's not cold, cold, but it's not hot. Like I put on a long sleeve. I put on pants, not shorts. So once uh, once the summer comes again, once the summer rolls around, I'll be looking at getting my cool down routine in order. Nice. Yeah. Nice man. Well, we got uh, we got a listener here. He's saying uh, this XBTVRD says. Uh, Shout out to Sedona. Says uh, yeah. in Jerome, Arizona. I don't know where Bro. Jerome, Arizona is. Maybe you Jerome. Do. It's on the mountain. It's uh, right outside Cottonwood. Epic, epic drive up. Epic little town. Great views. Jerome, shout out. Shout out nice. to Jerome. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Shout out to the listening. ghost mining town. That's what he says. Yep. Yep, thanks. Cool, cool, cool. ECT, BTVRD. Yeah. And the Grand Canyon. Yep, legitimate. Um, all right, well, well, we'll wrap it up. We'll keep it at a lean hour. And, um, uh, yeah, I know, I know we still got some, uh, paranormal stuff to uh, talk about. Um, but we'll save that for, another show because that's a whole nother uh, yeah um 100 shout out to nadden and shout out to admf for liking the show yeah and, uh, yeah thanks guys and uh thanks for not uh coming on and uh causing a ruckus being respectful lake. We appreciate that i'm gonna look that up groom lake he's saying he worked there oh nevada groom lake nevada He worked at Groom Groom Lake, he says. He or she, I'm not, I'm not sure. Interesting spot. Looks like it's Crystal Springs area. Huh. Interesting. All right, bro. Well, thanks for yeah. having me. Thanks yeah, for having man. me. Yeah, man. It's good to have you back. Um again, we're just we're just uh just uh, scratching the surface, I think. Area of, of 51. Everything you're going to be putting out. Well, All right. I think hop on for our next, uh, hop on for our paranormal episode or supernatural episode, and you can, you can uh, join us. You can join us to talk about mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know David Polite's uh, his missing 411 UFO connection. It's coming out soon, so I'm looking forward to watching that in the next couple weeks uh, here. And uh, that could be something eventually we could discuss. Uh, but, man, um, I think what else? It's good having you back. You're back here. And, yeah, I had, I had fun doing this again. And... I guess check check uh, Daniel will uh, Daniel out at ddon.life is his podcast. You can download it on iTunes, and is it on Spotify? Um, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay, yeah. iTunes and what are some of the other ones? Stitcher. Podbean. I do have a Podbean, but it's not on Podbean. Not Podbean. Okay. So iTunes, do, search for yeah. it on iTunes, guys. You Apple Podcast it. app. Yeah. I'm an Apple Podcast app guy for the moment. Yeah. D-don. But, Chris, you'll have to come on ddon.life. It's D-D-O-N period L-I-F-E. You're going to yep. come on and we're going to talk about what you've been up to lately. So okay. enough about me. <laughs> well, you know, it's not as exciting as permaculture and, uh, you know, <laughs> going through the hills and valleys of uh jordan and uh and the water uh and the crazy uh, water hikes and all that but uh yeah i've been doing some stuff i've been doing some interesting things past a uh, few weeks um and also everybody check out his youtube uh channel uh look him up at daniel wilson uh life. i'm sure you'll be yeah. able to find him on there and he'll be putting out some footage of himself and, and uh, well, in Jordan. And all sorts of footage. All sorts of stuff. You know? yep. And uh, I know you got some Sedona footage on there, too, as well. So that's there's always some, some fun stuff to watch on his channel. So Yeah. Old Spanish Trail. That's going to be my next podcast topic. Oh, you're going back to this old Spanish trail, huh? Yeah, because now I'm in the territory, and I'm going to really geek out with this thing. I'm going to get the maps. I want to load this office up with maps, and I want to explore the areas. Uh, just highly attracted to this area, Arizona, the desert, the ancient ancient lands, man. And uh, there's yeah. there's stories to be told, and... Hopefully I can participate. That's all I want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to give you a little, um, little prep for next or next uh, paranormal episode, I recently found, uh, saw something in the sky the other day. Um, I was driving home and I saw, you know, there were around sunset, um, some two clouds. Well, I don't know if they are clouds, but they're too small really to be clouds. Like they were really like the size of a dime in round. And one of them was at a slant and it kind of looked like Saturn. I guess the shape of Saturn, I guess. It's the closest I can describe. Like it was bizarre. It was like they're these two little dot white dots and they're side about the size of a dime and they're diagonal from each other. And they stood in place. Um, for, you know, for a while, while I was driving, I lost sight of them because, you know, you know, when you drive, the geography changes and, it, you know, the hill go up and down hills and the trees obscure stuff. But I, was, I thought it was so strange. I'm like, that's so weird. You never see that. Yeah. And um, and then I, I started driving. You know, I took a, I always call this like the, the bat, the bat tunnel street where it's like it kind of branches off and you take a little shortcut. Um you know, to the condos. And, uh, I saw this white, uh, flickering, um, this white flickering light. It was some kind of something else like red or blue or yellow flashing next to it in place, wasn't moving, stayed in place for the longest time. And then I don't know if a cloud went in front of it or what, but that was weird because it was really bright like brighter than because I was thinking, well, maybe it's just like a star or a planet, but it was just too bright for that. So I'm thinking, I don't know how, what we have that stays in place like that. Cause usually it's either a plane and plane would be moving along and flashing a light 
it was weird. <laughs> and I, I couldn't get any footage because, again, when I'm driving, you kind of you're going up and down the hill. Yeah. You can't really you got to. I went to a parking lot to see if I could spot it. And I did. And I didn't. I couldn't find it after that. So weird weirdness. Um, wow. So that's going down in my paranormal uh, journal. So I'm keeping track of these things. Like whenever I say something out of the ordinary, I'm, I'm going to jot it down in the date and describe what I saw so I don't forget. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, All right. Well, we got we got the, our work cut out for ourselves. Yeah, it'll be fun. But I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you got Thanks. some experience here. You got some life experience. And uh, we're back and we're bad. And we're we're podcasting fools. We're going to start knocking these out, man. 100%. And, uh, I got a year-end goal to get 5,000 downloads by the end of the year. See if I can get uh, make that happen. <laughs> I'm this. at 4,500 total so far. So. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. bro. Well, I'll help. I'll post this. All right. And with that, everyone have long days, pleasant nights, and we're, we'll call it an episode. All right? Sounds great. God bless. All right. Peace All out. Right. Talk to you later. Later. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.